FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 103 of the podcast that goes snicked. We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? And this is the death of Wolverine, part three. He part dies two. some wow. more. And again, and yes. again, and some and more. Again. <laughs> so yeah, we only have two comics this episode, so it's going to be a little little shorty. Hey, watch it with the short jokes. So we have Death of Wolverine, three of four, and then X-23 is in Black Widow, number 11. And that's it. That's it? That's it. So... Here we go. Walk these streets with six claws in my hand. I'm trying to keep my adamantium. I'm from Canada, eh? <laughs> but I'm only five feet tall. I've seen a million mutants and I've snicked them all. I'm a cowboy. With steel on my insides, I'm wanted. Wanted! Dead or alive. That's right, it's time for Death of Wolverine, part three of four. And Max, where are you going? <laughs> he ran away. We started that intro and he took off. He said, I'm out of here. <laughs> He's like, they're trying to sing. Squash that shit. Yep. <laughs> I think he's sticking his head under his pillow. <laughs> And probably all of you are too. Anyway, it's Death and Wolverine Part 3 of 4. Seppuku. Seppuku? Seppuku. Which Denise asked, so I'll explain for everybody. That is the uh, Japanese art. Well, I guess you can call it art. Um, but it's, it's honored suicide. So suicide with honor. When you fall on your own sword. I know a lot of people who do that. I don't think they're doing it honorably. I are <laughs> talking about not. people who stick their foot in their mouth and it hurts really bad. <laughs> yeah. How's that rubber taste? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is written by Charles Soule, penciled by Steve McNiven, inked by Jay. Listen. Listen. Colors by Justin Ponsoor, letters by Chris Eliopoulos, and the cover is by McNiven. Listen. Listen. And Pondasaur. And on this cover, it's pretty sweet. We have a big Wolverine head, and then we have a divider of a samurai sword, and then phasing out of the blade is Kitty Pride. Yeah, it's awesome. She's standing on the, what do they call that? The hilt? hilt? Yeah. yeah. And she herself has a samurai sword. Yes, and on it the, looks like the same sword. Yeah, and on the other side, 
um, where we don't have a big wolverine head, we have the cherry blossoms. Yeah, this issue borrow or not borrows, uh, recalls heavily from the Kitty Pride and Wolverine miniseries. And again, your copy has a metallic cover. Yes, it's foily. But, okay, so surprisingly, while I like the foil on yours for the sword, I like my cherry blossoms better. They're a little more muted. Yes, I agree. And Wolverine's face. Yeah. So, and on the inside flap, I have monochromatic red panels of Logan sitting on his porch all beat to shit. And and I do not have it. And then we get an all black page with seppuku and big red letters. Now that I do have. So remember, Lady Deathstrike has revealed part of the plan that she's uncovered of people tracking down people like them, being her and Wolverine. And Kitty has come in and phased her arm through it, and she's like, nuh But Lady Deathstrike says, you're not a killer. You're not going to phase my body out. And so she jumps off. But then Kitty proves her wrong to a degree. Yeah, Kitty she, sticks her hand through Lady Deathstrike's hand and then... Unfazes. Unfazes. And Lady Deathstrike's hand just... Like explodes. Yeah, it's disgusting. (laughs) And she says, leave. And Lady Deathstrike runs off to find a new hand. (laughs) But Logan passes out. So Kitty pulls something out of her pocket. It's a little syringe. Weak. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't like this part. And it wakes Wolverine up and makes him start to heal a little bit. Yeah. And it's Regen Serum. It's not as good as your healing factor, but it'll patch you up a little. Whatever. It just grew him a new eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, it did. (laughs) And it did it pretty damn fast, too. Yep. And so they decide they're going to go to Japan and hunt down a lead, Ogun, who they both have serious history with. So we have a very nice double-page spread with lots of fall colors uh, and a big pond. Wolverine and Kitty are sitting on a, a stone wall overlooking the pond. There's lily pads. This made me want to go to Japan. I'm always wanting to go to Japan. So we're going, right? So at Tokyo Training Boy, we can crash at your place, right? Right. One year anniversary is coming up, so... <laughs> we may have to wait more than our oh. first anniversary. Oh. like five or... Something. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, they have a really good conversation. Yes, they do. Are we are we going to uh dialogue it? Uh no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no dramatic readings. Yeah, they talk about the plot. Wolverine wonders if the fighting will ever stop. Because eventually no one's gonna be here to help me. You know, he says, You won't always be here with some magic potion either, Kitty, or McCoy or Reed or Tony. One day I'll be too slow and then Done. Stick a fork in me. An adamantium fork. So, not to get off topic, so this panel of Wolverine where he's kind of like looking over his shoulder at Kitty Pride. Yeah. He reminds me of Ryan Gosling. A little bit. But wait, have you seen those shirts that are like, run, like Ryan Gosling's at the finish line with a puppy? (laughs) Have you seen those? (laughs) No. That's the face. That's usually on the Ryan Gosling t-shirts and oh. the little like Facebook things. Okay. And so I had to laugh because I was like, run, like Wolverine's at the finish line <laughs> with a puppy. <laughs> with a puppy. Yes, but it's probably dead. <laughs> um, nicked it. Anyway, he talks about, you know, maybe he should just ride off into the sunset and, you know, and he puts his hand under his own chin and says, snipped. Basically, he's talking about killing himself or seppuku. 
that's where that reference comes well, from. Well, you know, and that and the samurai sword, all that stuff. Yeah. And Kenny's like, don't you ever say that. He says, no, I'm, I won't. I want to grow old. I mean, I've got plans now. That's a good thing. And she's like, why would you want to get old? And I really like what he says here. He says, it's kind of a different twist on not having the healing factor. Right. He says, because no more chances. No more doing something horrible and telling myself I've got to the end of damn time to make up for it. No, just one lifetime where every choice matters. Just one chance and I'm going to use it. I'll get through this and I'm going to disappear. Just live. Maybe someplace like this. Quiet. And then Kenny tries to make out with them and Wolverine's like, what? I did find this. At first it was like, yeah, I see it. Wolverine's going through this big long speech. Kitty's getting all hot and bothered by it. So she's going to make a move. Yeah, and then she says, I love you, Logan. I always have. Am I not good enough for you? Not pretty enough? Not as good as Jean or Rose or Mariko? And then that's and then when she goes, things and then get she, creepy. Yeah, she gets a creepy smile and says, all those dead women. And Wolverine immediately knows what's going on. He backs off, like, fast. Yeah, he's like, Ogin, or Ogin. And so Ogin, remember, is like our ghost ninja, and he can possess little bodies. So he's possessed Kitty. And I like the panel of her putting her hood on so he's not a real person he was and And now he's a ghost ninja where's the ghostbusters (laughs) no one's called him yet we need to get those boys from supernatural in here to clean this up (laughs) right anyway and i I like so there's a long panel across the top that's like from above and you see through the branches one of the branches breaks down through the next panel and on one side of the branch is a light and Wolverine. And on the other side, it's Kitty pulling her hood over and shadow over her face. But then the background is cherry blossoms. Yeah. And it's a dark pink. and almost makes it look like something that was very beautiful and peaceful was seen before. Now it's incredibly menacing. So the color work on this issue is amazing. See, I'm surprised that the ghost ninja would cover Kitty's face because you would think knowing that Logan and Kitty have a history, that... Right. He'd be less likely to fight her if he sees her yeah. face. Hiding her face probably makes it easier. Right. Yeah, I agree. But they do spar. Wolverine's like, let her go. And she's like, no. And Kitty kind of takes it to him, knocks him through a wooden wall. And then we get an awesome double-page spread. Yeah, so are we supposed to interpret that Wolverine fell through this wall, saw a samurai costume... And swords. And and swords. And put them on. And put them on before the ghost ninja ever came after him? Yeah, well, he had to stop and tie his shoes. Okay. And then he ran and got some lunch. And then he came in and Wolverine was dressed. Go-go gadget samurai uniform. It's not the most realistic, but it's an awesome page. Okay. Wolverine looks incredibly badass in a samurai uniform. And we have like a Japanese sun behind him and in between the rays of the sun and the other different panels. So we have like on the bottom two, we have rose or cherry blossom petals on the ground. Then we have samurai helmets. Then we have Wolverine falling. He sees the armor, sees the swords, and then Kitty comes through the door. It's just, it's a fantastic layout, a great panel. I love it. Yeah, I had issues with him jumping into samurai uniform so quickly. I think the panel is so awesome, I don't even care. Okay. So they sword fight. Ghost Ojin Kitty. I like how she he refers to her as a shadow cat, which is my favorite nickname for Kitty Pride. It's actually not a bad name for no. her. No. So they fight some more, and Wolverine's like, oh, Ogin, Ojin. I don't know how you say that. 
Georgie, how do you say that? Is it Ogin or Ogin? What's correct in Japanese? School us, please. Yes. Anyway, Wolverine's like, oh, too bad you're fighting both of us. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he's uh, like, yeah, you are. I have total control. <laughs> Ignore the fact that I'm phasing in and out. He's like, nope, Kitty's fighting you. So you got, you're fighting a fight on two fronts. And then Kitty, like, phases her hand into her own skull. And Ogan's like, well, if you're going to squash your brain, I'm out of here. I don't know if the body dies with him inside. Does he die? I don't remember. Well. His, like, power set completely. I think later on we kind of get an answer. Okay. Remind me when we get there. Okay. But he leaves and Kitty's there. And she goes, I heard things while he was in my head. I have a name. The one who's after you and Deathstrike, Abraham Cornelius. Does that mean anything to you? And we just get this look of horror on Wolverine's face. Do we know who this person is? Yes. Dr. Cornelius is in Planet of the Apes. And he's also one of the the heads of the old Weapon X program. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And Wolverine's like, too much. I'll be back. And he's like, go. He has a new body. You have to catch him now. And we see a guy in a suit running through the fort or through the park. Wolverine chases him through the street to an old facility where he smells death. And we see Cyber in a pool of acid. And Ogan puts on his famous mask, his uh, his logo. <laughs> he says, Cyber put up an admirable fight. Not an easy kill. Even now, the acid works slowly, strong in life and death. Anyway, Wolverine figures it out. Cornelius is after adamantium. And then we get a reference to an old Hulk statue, which I don't remember the exact entry number. We actually covered it on the podcast. It goes snicked in a flashback episode where Wolverine and all the heroes were in the Hulk when Hulk um, was welcomed by society and they built an adamantium statue of him. So that's a nice callback to an obscure Hulk story. Yeah, Ugin's like, yep, I'm working for him. He's collecting adamantium. So what? I'm just going to dive in this pit and go somewhere else. I have other masks. Well, and this kind of proves the point. If the body dies. Yeah, I guess he he can just escape. So why didn't he just let Kitty kill herself? Well, or maybe he'll lean forward and then the body will start to fall and then he leaves it. Oh, yeah, maybe so. So either way, he's killing the host, but he's out before the host dies. But he makes a deal with Wolverine. He'll spare the body if Wolverine just leaves. Walk away and forget all about this. And I'll just walk away and forget all about this dude I'm about to kill. And Wolverine's like, damn it. He goes, but here, here's some region. If you leave, I'll give you this. And he says, keep him. I'm done living forever. But tell Cornelius something from me. Make sure he knows... I'm coming. Then we see a big close-up of Dr. Cornelius's face. What is he doing? He's working on something. Doing some soldering or something. I don't know. Well, that looks like a robot face in his right Oh, hand. is that an ear? No, look, right here. Yeah, there's an ear. Yeah, look. So, yeah, he's Here's making somebody. Eyeballs. Oh, okay. And then, like, the... Yeah, he looks like he's putting an adamantium face on somebody. Yeah. Okay. I didn't catch that. I'm glad you saw that. So, anyway, that's his game. He's collecting adamantium. So, what do you think of the art? Loved it. Yep, McNiven is a man. He's a beast. Great art. What do you think of the story? Liked it, actually. This is my favorite of the series yeah, so far. I would agree with that. All right. What are you going to grade? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it, it was awesome. I'm trying to think of something else to talk about, but I, we, okay, we so, covered everything pretty well, much. Well, okay. So, I did have one issue with it. Oh, okay. And it will affect the grade. This serum stuff that kitty gives wolverine and it heals him it's a magic bullet comics are full of magic bullets 
why do I have a feeling? Because now this stuff's floating around, which McCoy had McCoy, Dr. Stretcho, and somebody else. <laughs> That's Dr. Fantastic to you. Sorry. All said, yeah, there's nothing. Nothing we can do. Yeah, and now this magic crap comes out. Yeah. Kind of didn't like it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a factor. I would have preferred, yeah. like, he wear an eye patch and life goes on. Yeah. Yeah, Instead too. of injecting this stuff into him, he's like, ooh, I'm better than ever. <laughs> and it, this stuff has healing factor, which just, I don't know, it it ruins the whole Wolverine has no healing factor. Well, but it won't last, I don't think. I think it's temporary. No, he healed himself. Yeah, from that particular thing. But I don't think he will, he will continue to heal. Well, no, but it's just the idea that That's they That's why he offered this. him more. Yeah, I know. It's just the fact that they introduced it. I would have preferred they hadn't. But that's just my four cents. All right. Wait, wait. When are you going to grade Death of Wolverine number three? It would have gotten a six out of six had they not put that serum stuff in there. So it's going to get a five out of six. Okay. I'm going to give it six out of six claws. I love this issue. Can't wait to see how the series ends. We only have one more, right? Yeah, one more. All right. Well, that's it. That's that's our Death of Wolverine segment. Okay. Moving on to our Wolverine Roundup. Yeehaw! This is Black Widow... Uh, number 11. Number 11. Which has X-23 in it. The writer is Nathan Edmondson. Artist is Phil Noto. And letter and production is VC's Clayton Cowles. And let's talk about the cover. Let's talk about the cover. So we have Black Widow and X-23 in their evening wear in the casino. And X-23 has just one claw out. And she's putting some chips on the table with her claw. And they're trying to look Charlie's Angel-ish. A little bit, yeah. So what do you think of this cover? Um, I thought it was okay. I like Phil Noto's style, so I like the art. As far as it being, like, it's not like a real striking cover as far as the image. But I like the way it's drawn, and I really like the colors. I like the colors. I like the contrast, and uh, what is that? Those are analogous colors because they're next to each other. On You're the, the artist, wheel. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to go back to my art history. I think they're considered analogous because they're the oranges and reds and blues are all on one side of the color wheel anyway this comic took a little getting used to um one because it the art in and of itself is a little bit different than what we've kind of experienced yeah phil noto is, is painting this series yes and but what i did enjoy about it on the ipad i don't i didn't i meant to look at your floppy to see but like on the ipad when you do the guided view you can see where he started off in red pencil, built on top of that with regular pencil, and then built on top of that. And so to to me, that was a little like, that was a cookie, that was a treat. Do you see what I'm talking about? See, he sketched out in red, right. like their facial features, and then he went back in. See, especially right here on the close-ups. So that was a little treat. Yeah, I like, I really like what he's been doing on this book. It reminds me of what he was doing on the covers for uh, Birds of Prey back in the pre-New 52 DC days. Uh, He kind of started some of this, and then he's kind of embraced it and gone with it. So I've been been digging the art in this series. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the cover was X-23 looks hungover. Maybe she is. Maybe. I don't know. The only thing that bugged me is she looked like somebody in this issue, and I can't place it. Um, she reminded me of Demi Moore. Maybe. I don't know if that's what I'm thinking of or not. It's possible. 
Anyway, what happens in uh, Black Widow number 11? This is Femme Fatale. So we find Black Widow and X-23 at a casino mm-hmm. in Macaw, Macaw, I guess. That's how you say that. I don't yeah. Know. And they run into Tori Raven. And so they basically say, um, okay, where is he? Yeah, they've bought some information from her. A Black Widow is looking for her lawyer who has been kidnapped. And Tori says, this is where he is. He's on such and such floor. And it's surrounded by guards. So good luck. I gave you what you wanted. I'm out of here. Yep. Natasha pays for the information that she gives her. And then Tori turns around and tries to tip X-23. And X-23 gives her a finger. Eh, kind of. She doesn't have three. She only has two claws on her hand. So it's not that impressive. Well, and she's just saying, like, back off. Yeah. Ouch. Kitten has claws. Yeah. So then. Um, Simpsons reference for you. We get a really weird Charlie's Angel panel where Natasha's in a really short skirt and she's getting her gun out and X-23's got her claws out and they're like, let's bring hell. I thought that was really cool. Oh, I thought it was cliche. (laughs) Then we go up to upstairs where the attorney looks like he's been beaten. Yep. And basically... The attorney looks dead in that panel. He does. His His eyes way back in his head and one of them was swollen shut. And um, the, who did they say? So this, this guy? bad guy is waiting for Black Widow. Yeah, He's they expecting know her. she's coming. And the lawyer's like, you know how dumb that is? You know who you're talking about? You know, you don't understand what you're doing with an assassin, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., an Avenger. Now, I do love in the very next panel we get X-23. She's obviously in, in an elevator. elevator. Yeah. And she takes her earrings off. She takes her shoes off. And you hear ding. Yes. And she says, howdy, fellas. And they shoot her up. Then Did you know? Why, why did you think she was taking her shoes off? For her claw. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's got the one random claw on her the foot. The foot claw, yeah. Yeah. I just love the fact that, like, she takes her earrings off. Yeah. That just cracks me up. Like. I get the shoes, but why the earrings? She's getting ready to fight. She's getting getting ready, prepared. So Natasha uh, radios to X-23 that she's in position, but we see X-23 is in a bloody heap on the floor, and one of the guards goes, oh my gosh, she's still alive. And she coughs. Yeah, and he goes, ugh. And this is awesome. Yeah. So all the color goes to red. Because she is just slicing and dicing these guys. Um, and then Natasha's like, all right, well, if you're in position, I'm in position. And so she breaks through the, the glass into the apartment and they realize that nobody is there except under the sheets, there is a bomb. So X-23 cuts through the floor. So they fall down right as the room goes. No, that was an interesting use of her claws. I made sure she dug them a little hole in the floor and then they fall on the flooring. Then we get a nice, another really, really nice color change. Like the palette changes as we go outside. Yeah, it's a little bit brighter. Yeah, it's it's all bluish. Um, And you hear the boom as the apartment blows up and there's a helicopter landing on the roof. And they're yelling at the guy, Rashad, stop now. And they both jump Natasha is able to get sort of into the helicopter while X-23 stops the helicopter by slicing the blades off the top of the helicopter, which wasn't very smart because it was in the air. Oh, she doesn't care. She has a healing factor. Yeah. And so they fall. They land on the roof. The helicopter crashes. 
Yeah. This panel of X-23 on the roof with fire behind her looks awesome. Yeah. Natasha says, Laura, wait, don't kill out of rage. And she goes, you go get your guy. I'm going to go get this guy. <laughs> he goes, goes, hi, I'm Laura. I'm going to, you're going to tell me everything I want to hear. Yeah, I would tell her everything. Yeah. Um, so Natasha goes down to the helicopter where she sees the attorney. Who can put up a fight of his own, by the way. Yeah. And they, uh, what's his name, Rashad? He pulls a gun on Rashid and Black Widow stops him from killing too. And she says, you're not going anywhere because I want answers. And Rashad tells he goes, her. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. And he says, you can't get this close to fire, old friend, without being burned. And she's like, enough with the riddles. And he goes, mm. I must have failed them. They didn't tell me this part was going to happen. Yeah, it made me think of the clairvoyant on Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. It did, yeah. And she fires the gun. No, he does. So he does makes her pull the trigger and it shoots his shoulder and then he falls off. Or does it shoot past his head? I can't tell. I, I can't tell either. And so he falls and he lands into a swimming pool. Oh, how serendipitous. Yes. And they're on a train. I did like this panel with the train going across the yes, top. Yes, that was cool. And I like the colors again. The yeah. red of her hair against the greenish blue of the train Yeah, looks fantastic. And so basically Natasha's just sort of in her head going back over what happened. And she's like, it just, it doesn't make sense to her. And X-23 is like, it doesn't really matter. We got your boy back. That's all yeah. that matters. And so she. And, and she says, no, that's not okay. I want answers. And they have a heart to heart. And she says, you're, you're angry, Laura, but you're not alone. And she says that Logan wanted me to look out for you. And I love how she just deadpan stares at her. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess we're assuming he's probably already dead at this point. Right. So maybe she's still like processing like what that means or whatever. Right. Well, then we, we switch over and Tori gets a, a phone call from sort of a mystery man. Yes. And who basically the clairvoyant. says, yeah, you're still working for me. And she's like, well, it's going to cost you. And he's like, no. You, you work for me. And she's like, well, it doesn't really work like that. And he just hangs up on her. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's the right. end. So we pretty much already raved about the art. I thought it was fantastic throughout. I also like those parts where you can see where he's like splattered the paint, which looks great. Well, and I like if you're on the iPad, you can really zoom in and just you can see like the little strokes he did with the marker, you know, or how he used the side of the marker to like make right. the like the helicopter blades. My only complaint about the art is very, very small. And this, I didn't always like the way X-23's claws looked. There were times yeah. when they looked really unintimidating. <laughs> right. And that wasn't, and it wasn't the whole book. There were times when they looked great. But every now and then there was a panel, like the one where she says, you're going to tell me everything I want to hear. She has like these little puny, like, scratching claws. Yeah. <laughs> like, real. Yeah. Uh, but then the panel on that same page above that, her claws look great. Yeah. So, I don't know. There is, well, and I noticed, like, her claws do have some inconsistencies in yeah. them. Some, like, in this panel, her claws are really long. And then in other well, panels, her claws... Well, she can pull them in and out, so that's okay, I guess. But... Yeah, but, like, when she pulls out, I don't know. Like, she's not as badass as Wolverine is with the whole middle finger claw. <laughs> and I think that's the part that gets me, is I wish she had... And the one claw in the foot bugs me. I like it. I wish she but had a claw really in each it. foot. What? I wish she had a claw in each foot. She does. But you told me she has 
a claw no, she in has one, one foot. claw in the foot. Okay. She has two claws in the hand and one claw. When they cloned her, one of the claws somehow got in the foot. Okay. It's interesting. I like it. And, okay. And she I, uses it really well. No. Okay. I'm glad you told me that because I can't tell you how long I've gone <laughs> because she only has one claw in one foot. That would be stupid. <laughs> Why do you think I've not really enjoyed her character very much? Because well, I thought she has like one claw in one foot. All right, well, what do you think of the story? For popping up in the middle of it, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I'm sure if I was reading the rest of it, I would have found it way more interesting. Right. But for popping up in the middle, eh, middle of the road. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a nice, just a kind of one and done story about X-23 helping Black Widow out. So what do you think of X-23 in this book? Well, okay, so I know that Black Widow is supposed to be like this badass, right? Yeah, she's a super spy. Right. So part of me was like, why, why did she, she's such a badass. Why'd she have to bring X-23 in? Did she have to, or is this part of a conversation with Logan? I don't know. Is she helping or trying to help X-23? Because one thing we do know about X-23, she's always kind of trying to find her way. So maybe Black Widow's like, well, I'll have her help me, but I'm kind of helping her too. Right. That's kind of the way I looked at it. I don't know. But I thought X-23 was really awesome in this book and pretty badass. And I also think that you have the main plot which is definitely Black Widow but as far as the way the characters were treated by Edmondson and as far as how much they had to do like yeah this is X-23 guest starring in a Black Widow book but it felt like it didn't feel like a trivial guest spot like it felt like she was part of the book and almost had equal billing in the story. Yes I would agree to that. Like she felt like, just as important as Black Widow did. Almost like, if you just switch who the lawyer belonged to, this could have been an X-23 book that starred Black Widow. And I think that speaks to Edmondson's writing, and that he wrote both characters so interwovenly into the story that it was both their story. I just thought that was really, really cool. It was cool. It, it also made it feel like, because sometimes you wonder what guest stars, if... Like, how much of it is the creator and how much of it is an editorial mandate? Like, particularly with Wolverine. Because sometimes you can tell someone really wanted to use him. And sometimes you can tell, oh, no, he's our most popular character. He has to be in so many books. Let's stick him over here to raise the sales, you know? And, right. and sometimes the writers don't get him or he's not, like, that integral. But this felt like Edmondson really wanted to use X-23 and just really wrote her into the book. Yeah. And so, anyway, I really enjoyed it. Um, when are you going to grade Black Widow number 11? I'm going to give it four out of six. Okay. Just because the only reason why it would have gotten a five out of six, but when the story was over, I didn't really have any, like, interest to read on. Okay. Fair enough. It's like, oh, they, they found their attorney. They're done. <laughs> See you later. So the last panel didn't bring you intrigue? No, they were on their way to Hogwarts and it was over. No, I mean with the, the girl talking on the phone to the stranger. No. Yeah, you didn't really care? like aftermath. Okay. Well, I'm going to give Black Widow number 11 five out of six claws. I just thought it was really interesting and a nice little kind of mission issue. I thought it was cool. Um, I do want to shout out Georgie, our friend on Twitter, at Tokyo Training Boy. Very recently, uh, when this comes out, it'll probably be a week or so old. But he started writing some reviews on the Intracomics podcast website, which I forgot whether the address has a dash in it. Let me hold on. 
So he's doing reviews now on intercomicspodcast.com. And that's without the dash. So it's all one word, intercomicspodcast.com, which, of course, you know, one of our our friend podcast, the Intercomics Podcast. But so he just did one of his newest reviews was on the first trade of Black Widow. And it's a really good review and a, it's a fun read. Um, it's like a good, like, real review, but he doesn't take it too seriously. So it's real snazzy. And I mean that as a compliment, not as a, snazzy. Like, it's just a nice snazzy review. Right. It's funny, but it's serious, but not too serious. And it makes you really want, if you haven't been reading the book, it, like, piques your interest. Like, hey, maybe this is something I should check out. So anyway, if you want to go read his review, I would recommend it. Like I said, it's at intercomicspodcast.com. And uh, you can follow him at Tokyo Training Boy on Twitter. That's our boy, Georgie. So anyway, just a little shout out for him. Since we're talking about Black Widow, thought that'd be a good place to plug it. So, like it. anyway, that's going to do it for our uh, Wolverine Roundup. Yee-haw! Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 103, Death of Wolverine Part 3, and Black Widow number 11. That was it. <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. Yep. So, when this comes out, we'll either be about to go to Chicago or just coming back from Chicago. Okay. So I don't know if we'll still have the link for Denise's marathon up or not. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so it might be there in the in the show notes of the webpage. And that is um, snickcast.podbean.com. Please leave an iTunes review. Uh, our email is who cares at yahoo.com. Um, <laughs> and no. no, it's snickcast at yahoo.com. One of these days, someone's going to give me a pity irony email. Anyway, uh, like the Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at Snickcast. Oh, well. Okay, you have something to say. I was going to say, but if it comes out after, it doesn't really matter. I was going to say, if y'all wanted to follow me on Twitter while I run the marathon. Oh, yeah. And cheer me on. Go for it. But if it comes What's after. What's your Twitter handle? It's, what is my Twitter handle? D-A-S underscore Venable. Okay. Right? <laughs> sure. I think that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what will be next, so don't ask me. Leave me alone. Yeah. Jeez. Come on. <sighs> anyway, until next time, take care. Hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.